Hello and welcome to Wagawheel Coffee Table. It's a film podcast. Hello everybody and welcome back to the Wagon Wheel Coffee Table podcast. This is episode 33. I'm your host Ellis. I'm back in the Sainsbury's car park for today's episode like I was last time. Um, The mic isn't going to fall out this time so we're going to have a full episode of good audio quality. Can you believe it? As there was last week, um, there is a learner driver learning to park right by me so hopefully they don't see me chatting to myself. Sorry, not chatting to myself, chatting to the, the lovely the lovely Wagon Wheel Coffee Table podcast audience. So, originally in today's episode, um, I was going to do a, well, to celebrate the upcoming release of Dune Part 2, I was going to do a, a, a Blade Runner 2049 episode, just because it's one of my favourite films, um, and, I will, and I want, I've been wanting to talk about it for a while, and this is a good excuse to talk about it, but I realised as I was kind of thinking about it and prepping it, that I want to do like a really in-depth, more structured, scripted analysis of it and kind of do a proper thing about it. Um, so it's taking a little longer to prep it um, than usually would for an episode. I mean, depending on what episodes I'm doing, it, I'm, I'm usually not doing that much prep for each episode. Um, but this one... I kind of want to write like a t- script and do research and all that sort of stuff and kind of really write my thoughts about the film because I have a lot of them. Um, so that will come out, the next episode will probably be that. Um, but you know, it's already been two weeks since the last one came out so I just thought I'd um, jump on and talk about something. So I'm not really prepared for this episode. Um, I watched The Last Airbender yesterday so I'll probably talk about that. Um, I also, I googled like film quizzes, so I guess we'll do one of those, uh, and maybe, um, we'll talk about what I've watched recently. It's very, it's, this is a big gear, a gear shift, but I, I apologise for the gear shift, but I feel like this is something I do want to talk about, um, on this light-hearted film podcast. So, a few months ago, when I first came back from that little break that I had, um, in between podcast episodes, I was didn't do one for a few months uh, and then came back I think maybe it was the first one back or the second one back um, it was a few weeks maybe end of October beginning of November I can't remember exactly when it was um, I spoke about the Palestine and Israel conflict and I was kind of saying it was around the time when lots of celebrities were coming out against Palestine or against I guess more against Hamas but um, there was a lot of you know pro-Israel online um and me being uninformed and yeah just uninformed is probably the right word actually um i was kind of saying well why are we picking sides here this is a this is a conflict that has been going on for a while and there's nuances to it you know why we're suddenly picking sides and obviously at that time i wasn't too aware well i was aware of the october 7th um attacks but apart, so I knew that's kind of what the reaction was too. But since that point, I've done a lot of research into it. I've watched a lot of things online, been keeping up with the news. Um, I went on a pro-Palestine, pro-Palestine sounds weird, um, but a Palestine uh, march near where I live. 
or protest, I guess. And all this kind of stuff, obviously, I wouldn't go on the process if I didn't believe that that was the right thing to do. So before that, I was doing a lot of research and kind of realised that, you know, it's a genocide and it's a horrible thing that the state of Israel are doing. It's it's a very nuanced thing that I don't know, completely know how to talk about. But it, it felt weird for me that, even though no one listens to this podcast, it felt weird for me that the last time I spoke about that on this show, I was saying, oh, but you know, there's there's two sides to this. And, you know, why suddenly are we taking Israel's side? That kind of thing. I kind of want to... I kind of wanted to come on today and kind of conclusively say or, you know, make it clear that, you know, free Palestine and what is happening right now and now in Palestine, in the Gaza Strip um, and now also in Lebanon is horrific and, you know, it just seems like so obvious now that Israel is kind of doing a lot of bad things but yet it's i want to say but yet celebrities and yet people no to be honest no it's right a lot of celebrities and people in power aren't saying anything and i don't really some usually i don't really subscribe to the idea that celebrities should be outspoken on every single political thing that goes on um, and I see a lot of people like calling out taylor swift for being the most influential person in the world right now but not saying anything and I think usually I'd be like, you know what, if she, if she's not interested in that, then don't let, don't. she doesn't have to be, she doesn't have to speak out on it. But it's getting to the point now where this kind of needs to be spoken about. You know, if, if the average guy on the street doesn't know really what's happening in the Gaza Strip, you know, they've got their own lives that they're trying to get on with, their own stressful lives, their own difficult lives. This is a really difficult time. Apparently we're in a recession in the UK now. You know, I don't really blame someone, a regular Joe on the street for being a little bit misinformed because people have their own lives and, you know, I would say it's you should know about that stuff, but I'm not, if someone, if I'm talking to someone and they say oh, sorry, I'm not really caught up with it. I'm like, okay, it's disappointing, but I can understand that maybe you're just stressed out in your own life and you don't want to be kind of... Uh, have more shit going on. Because it takes up a lot of your brain when you learn about this, this like, genocide and things. It takes up a lot of your brain and a lot of, like... You hurt a lot for it. However, I think if you are someone who has, who has influence, like YouTubers or... Um, pop stars, movie stars, anything really, anyone who has some sort of notoriety and some sort of influence, I think it is important to learn about it and to speak about it, even to learn about it. To be honest, so then if someone says, so we had so there's a, I don't know if people know YouTube who will listen to this, but there's a YouTuber called KSI from the UK here. He's a huge YouTuber, part of the side men has done kind of was a big deal to do with the celebrity boxing things like that and he was asked on stream uh what do you think about this like what are your thoughts on the conflict that's going on right now and he said oh i I don't really know about it i I mean if i don't know about it i don't want to speak about it which is fair enough however i think that if you are someone who has influence you should at least know about it um just in case someone asks or 
you know, learn about it. And I think if anyone truly learns about it, they'll see that Palestinians are being, for want of a better term, destroyed here. Um, so I just, it's just been a little frustrating because, you know, it took me a while to get, um, you know, a good knowledge of what's happening. And I'm still not an expert of what most people will be. It's frustrating when, you know, I've got shit going on in my life that's tough. I'm having a stressful life, but it's it's frustrating when people who have who have influence, who have money to help actually aren't doing anything. Like it's just a little frustrating, I think right now. Um and that's also kind of what I wanted to talk about. Um mainly I wanted to clear up the like what I said a few months ago. I've kind of I don't really agree with that and I am, you know, free Palestine. As it starts raining. Oh, excellent. This is going to be great for the podcast. Hopefully that doesn't get picked up in the mic. But it is now pissing it down. Anyway, so yeah. that's. I don't want to dwell on it too much. Because this is a light-hearted film podcast. But I just kind of wanted to mention it. Um, and just say to people, you know, donate to places if you can. All this kind of stuff. Or even just share things online. I think... The reason, like, I don't really watch the news that often. And the reason why I kind of was first made aware of it was because I was on Twitter and seeing what people are saying and seeing either what misinformation is being spread or seeing what people are saying about it. Um, And kind of getting annoyed that there's certain celebrities who are being used as propaganda. So you've got the, the actress from Big Bang Theory who's fucking laughing at videos of Zionists like doing dances and stuff I can't remember what she was doing but she was basically making fun or she was like having a joke like ha 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 we're genociding people ha ha there's um and then she was like posing with like an AI written book about uh Israeli people bombing Palestine and like the front cover is like not shooting stars, but, like, missiles going across to the Gaza Strip. It's just fucked up. It's really fucked up. And she's just like, oh, I love this book. It's horrible. And then there's that dude from, uh, the dad from Atypical and the policeman from Friends. I can't remember his name, but he's just a real piece of work. He's just, like, wandering around Israel going, oh, where's, where's the conflict? I don't see any genocide here. It's like, yeah, because you're fucking in Israel, you twat. Um, anyway, and then you've got What's her name? I can't even remember her name, but the fucking... The woman... I don't even know if she's an actress or what, but she's the one that grooms, like, kids and things. What's her name? I don't... I can't remember her name. I can't find her name. Um, But, yeah, there's this there's this famous lady who's, like, saying, I'm on a plane to, to Israel to, you know, see what's happening there. And in, But, like, Israeli, pro-Israeli, like, accounts are tweeting it, so she's clearly going, she's clearly being paid to go there, but, you know, choosing somebody to, like, push propaganda about your state who has groomed children and things like that, it's just not a good look, and I think it's very clear who the bad guy is, um, and I didn't really realise that before, because, not because... I, I I think I was just being purposefully ignorant and kind of saying, well, I've got my own shit going on right now. I, I just can't deal with more shit that's going on in the world. Um, and I've kind of come around and started doing my own research and watch some good videos about it uh, online. And it's just shit. And 
I will be listening out, you know, a vote's coming up in, in the summer. I will be listening to what politicians have to say about what's happening in Gaza. Um, and I hope that people are taking this seriously. Because right now, people aren't coming out and stating free Palestine. And it's pissing me off. I know you probably there's probably financial reasons. Like you've got Barclays who have got... Who are basically funding Israel. Um, that's That's a... You know that's a generalization, but the the point stands. Um, but I, I've been talking for fifteen minutes now, so I'm not going to talk anymore. Um, but I just I did want to kind of say that I haven't said anything coherently. I haven't said anything that's going to change the world. But I did just want to clear that up. And you know I'm pissed off about it recently. Um, and you know if there are any marches or protests near you, go there, make up the make up numbers, show that a lot of people stand for this. It was really nice. Being on a protest and walking around and, you know, just chanting and listening to what people have to say, um, you know, and like people driving past and tooting their horn in support and stopping, pulling over and saying, where can I support you guys? I will I will tell, tell one funny story from the protest, which isn't the point. But so we were, we kind of walked around near where I live, I'm going to say, um, and then stopped in like a little square outside some like restaurants and things and people were talking people who were in charge of like the um organization that run this this particular march and this kid's kind of asked to the mic he's probably 15 16 um and he's a really eloquent speaker really passionate speaker you know had a lot to say and he's basically saying like you know children are being murdered don't call this a war call it genocide you know that that child could be the next, and he kind of names some like famous people who have been influential, influential through history or influential at the minute, and he says like yeah, this this kid could have been the next Winston Churchill. It's like ah, I mean I get what you're saying, but that that's the really the wrong, that's that's really the wrong example. And me and the guy next to me were kind of like sighed and looked at each other and was like yeah I get what he's saying but you know maybe, maybe pick a better example. Anyway, I just we'd, that was just like a a moment of brevity and. What was what I felt like an important afternoon and one that I really um, enjoyed, actually. And enjoyed maybe the wrong words because it is powerful. Listening to people's stories, seeing people, you know, get upset when they're speaking about it and being really passionate. Um, but yeah, that's all I'm going to say on it. I'm sorry for taking up so much time of talking about this, but I think it's important. Um, and I hope people value it. Um, and talk about it who have more influence than me which is zero um but yeah anyway so let's get into the episode finally sorry about that why do i keep apologizing stop apologizing so today i'll start off by talking a bit about the last airbender um so that's the film from 2010 so obviously actually the day i'm recording this the new netflix show has come out i haven't seen any of it yet I'm very nervous too, because everything that I've seen about it on Twitter and stuff has shown me that it will be awful. Uh, now, so I so I decided to watch the 2010 film. Uh, I'm a fan, obviously a big fan of the, the animated show. I've only seen it once, so obviously I'm not a, a bigger fan than you might be. Um, I saw it once, maybe like a year, two years ago. It was just after lockdown, I think. I can't remember. Maybe 2021, 22, I, I watched it and loved it really loved it like bought a, bought a comic after it like the the one that takes place straight after i can't remember what it's called it's called the promise or something like that um 
you know, I really love the world. I think the TV show is excellent. For, like, a quote-unquote kids show, it's really excellent. Like, all the season finales are phenomenal. Like, I remember watching um, the battle at the North North Water Tribe being really excellent. You know, the battle with Ozai. Um, I forget the names, man. I forget, I forget the bad guy's name. Is it Lord Fire Lord Ozai? Um, obviously, the arc of Zuko is really interesting. Azula is a great bad person. Yeah, it's a great TV show. And I never watched the 2010 film, basically just because I didn't feel a need to. I was like, eh, it's a bad film. Why, why do I need to make myself annoyed? But yesterday, I was like, you know what? The TV show's coming out. Maybe I want to watch something that makes that allows me, when I watch the TV show, to go, at least it's not as bad as the film. It's, But also, I was like, maybe it's not that bad. Maybe it's not going to be that bad. It's bad. Like... The 2010 film by M. Night Shyamalan is awful. I don't understand what they were thinking. It has no, like, kinetic energy. People are just doing the element things, but, like, it's really slow. Like, there's there's a hilarious thing. I don't know if this... I don't know anything, like... The, I don't really know the discourse around this film. But there's a really funny bit where... The, the, it's... They're, like, liberating Earth... Um, communities and they so the fighting back against the fire nation um then someone like gets a rock out of the ground and like pushes it towards a fire nation uh like soldier and it just slowly goes across the screen very very slowly and then hits him and he flies back it's just there's no like energy in it there's no kinetic like purpose in it i don't know what i don't know what the phrase is but like it's very slow. Everything, like, the dialogue is awful. Like, I'm sure all these people are good actors. And, in fact, we know a lot of these people are good actors. But the dialogue is so awful that it's impossible to l- deliver it well. Like, I'm sorry, like, the actor who plays Ang, Like, every line of his just seems, like, false. And I'm sure he's a fine actor. Like, he hasn't done much work in his life. Maybe because of this film and kind of the, the like the pushback of it, and I'm sorry if he's gone through like hard things because often people online like they did with the guy who played Young Anakin. Often people are not kind to the kids in the shows like this, um, but the script doesn't give give many favors in this, and it doesn't give anyone any favors in this. It's truly awful. Like, like I guess the effects are okay, but it's so boring. Like the air stuff is just so boring. It's just dust. As I've said, like, the Earth stuff is just boring because it's really slow. The fire is okay, but it doesn't it doesn't feel scary. The fights are really boring. Zuko, like, the poster is about, like, Zuko and Aang fighting, but they barely fight through the whole film. They try and rush the kind of Zuko arc a little bit. They don't do it fully, but at the end, Aang leaves and goes, like, we should be friends. But for no real reason, like, why would Aang do that? Um... It is truly awful. It is really, really bad. Like, they really rush the season. It's, I think it's just season one because it ends with that big battle. But it's, it's not as good. It's just not as interesting. And it just... It shows that Ang, Not Ang, The Last Airbender... Avatar, The Last Airbender, just can't be live action, I think. I haven't seen the TV show yet, so obviously I don't know. But it's, it's a show that relies so much on that kind of energy and that dynamism that... Having it live action is just incredibly difficult. 
And something that I really enjoyed in the TV show, in the animated TV show, is like they are children and they act like children. Um, Ang is incredibly goofy and like childish and messes about a lot, just wants to have fun. He's kind of it's a child who has the weight of the world on his in his shoulders and he's trying to still be goofy and interesting while all that shit's going on. But in the film from 2010, it's just... He doesn't really have any of that. He's just this, like, messiah kind of character who just saves everyone, is really nice to everyone, and all this kind of stuff. And it's just not the same. It's really just not the same. Um, and it's disappointing because that's something I really loved about The Last Airbender TV show is just that his character was so interesting and Zuko's character was interesting, but Zuko's, like, barely in this show, this film. He's in it, but he doesn't really do anything. They have the whole thing about him breaking Aang out of um, prison, and that's interesting. That's something that's obviously in the TV show, but it's just not as good. I just don't understand where they were going with it. I don't understand who wrote... Why M. Night Shyamalan wrote this script, and people read the script and was like, yeah, let's make this. It just seemed like he just... M. Night Shyamalan just did not care about this film. I haven't read any. I haven't read any of his thoughts about this film. I'm sure people have asked him about it, like in retrospect, like what went wrong. And it's probably just like, oh, the studios didn't didn't do it, but like, fucking write a good script then. I'm sorry. It's just, I can't imagine being a Last Airbender, Avatar: The Last Airbender fan in 2010. That and that film coming out. Like we all complain about. Star Wars films not being Star Wars films or TV shows not being as good as they used to be, like ruining our childhoods and like Doctor Who. Like I've complained so much about um, Jodie Whittaker and um, Chris Chibnall's Doctor Who. Like a lot of it is really bad and really like makes you not like the show. And it's my favorite TV show, so obviously I'm kind of like oh, hurt even more by this. But at least a lot of Jodie Whittaker and Chris Dribble stuff is is okay. It's like a lot of it is either bad to okay. It's not like awful though. Well, some of it is actually. But this is just awful. Like how can you take one of the most beloved animated shows of all time, like the one of the most widely renowned TV shows in the world, somewhat a show that everybody likes. Everybody who watches it likes. If you watch it when if you watched it when you were a kid and grew up with it you love it if you watch it when you're an adult for the first time you love it everyone likes this show how can you take that and just completely ruin it god there's a lot of complaining today but it just like actually angered me i thought i'd watch it and it'd be like oh this is bad but you know it's bad and not it's not the end of the world you know like a lot of films you you watch them and like a lot of people are saying that about the new madam web film like truly awful everything i've heard about it is awful but people are watching just like oh this is just like awful in a funny way like the last airbender is just awful in an awful way it's not funny at all apart from the slow moving rocks but like it's just not interesting and like what annoys me and i can't remember if this is in the tv show or not but what annoys me is like ang or katara will be doing like arm movements to like do the elements like, move their arms to, like, manipulate the water or manipulate the air. But, like, the air and water that then, you know, gets manipulated doesn't follow their movements at all. 
Like, they'll, like, move their arms in a certain way and point their hands, but then the water will not, you know, follow the direction of their body. And it's just frustrating because, like, that's what I want to happen. I want to see them move like the water. And, like, as they move, the water moves in the same direction and they're being intentional with their movements. In the film, it just looks like they're flapping their arms about a bit and then the water just does what the story needs the water to do. I don't know. I just really didn't like it, and I didn't realise I wouldn't like it that much. I rated it one star, not half a star, because I felt kind of bad that these kids were given such an awful script, an awful, like, direction, and I just felt kind of bad for them, to be honest. I felt bad for the actors who were in this, because I don't think any of the actors who are in that, like, phoned it in on purpose. I don't know, but especially the kid actors. Like, if you did like that as a kid... Or as a younger person, you'd fucking you try and nail it because it's your probably one of your first jobs. Like you want to do a good job, so yeah. And I mean, it's a shame because M Night Shyamalan. I've seen one of his other films. I've only seen um, Origins. Is that his name? I can't remember the Alien Invasion film, and I really, really liked it. Um, but I haven't seen any of his like The Sixth Sense or Unbreakable or anything like that. So maybe I should, but like it feels like I've seen the best and the worst of him. <laughs> Like, like last Airbender, I don't understand how he is like a revered filmmaker. Where like most of his films, people don't really like. Like I was looking through his filmography, and like a lot of films are they're 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 not very good or like not really widely liked. But I suppose they're like doing something. Like people may not like, I don't know. Um, what's one of his films? Um, people might not like the film old, but at least it's doing something interesting, whereas The Last is just really not. It's like, yeah, I just can't imagine being a fan in 2010 and having to watch that. It's it's offensive, to be honest. Um, right, that's all I kind of wanted to say. I kind of worked myself up a little bit there. Um, I think to end, this is going to be a shorter episode just because... I don't know, it just feels like a short episode today. I don't have much to talk about. This is kind of a winging episode. But I'm going to do a, a movie quiz. So this is on... Actually, I don't know what website this is. But this is a match the quote to the movie quiz. Uh, 25 questions. Let's see how we do. I hope it's... So I'll be back. Okay, it's going to be like this. So this is... So the options are The Terminator, Predator, Total Recall, and The Matrix. This is The Terminator. Wax on, wax off. Grease. That's that's funny actually that they chose Greece. Greece, Rocky, the outside is the Karate Kid. This is the Karate Kid. I actually haven't I haven't actually seen the original Karate Kid. I've only seen the Jaden Smith one and Jackie Chan one. I feel the need, the need for speed. <laughs> need for speed, Top Gun, Mission Impossible, Fast and Furious. This is Top Gun. Didn't really like Top Gun, but I've I think I've already spoken about it on this podcast. Hi, hello, my name is Inaga Montoya, you killed my father, prepare to die, the naked gun, princess bride, airplane, the goonies, this is the princess bride. Again, didn't really like the princess bride, I was very disappointed that I didn't like it, it's definitely one I need to revisit though. They may take our lives, but they'll never take our freedom, Braveheart, Gladiator, Robin Hood, the Patriot, this is Braveheart. I kind of don't want to watch Braveheart, just in solidarity for Scottish people and Celtic people, because apparently it's wildly inaccurate. I'm the King of the World, Gladiator, Lion King, 1917, or Titanic, this is Titanic, you know, one of the most iconic films in cinema history, it's fine, get busy, get busy living or get busy dying, oh, I actually don't know this one, The Green Mile, Fight Club, Pulp Fiction, Shawshank Redemption, 
Get busy living or get busy dying. I know the quote, but I don't know where it's from. I can't picture who says it. I haven't seen The Green Mile, so I'm just going to rule that one out because I haven't seen it. Now, would it be in Fight Club, Pulp Fiction? I don't think it would be in Shawshank Redemption. This feels like a Fight Fight Club or Pulp Fiction kind of quote. Get busy living or get busy dying. Feels like it's said like that. I, I can't really imagine Brad Pitt or Ed Norton saying that. Or who else is in that film? The lady in it. Helena Bonham Helena Bo- 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 Carter. I can't imagine any of them saying. So I'm going to go with Pulp Fiction because I can imagine a normal one of those characters saying that. No, it's Shawshank Redemption. Spoken by Tim Robbins to Morgan Freeman. Interesting. I did not know that. My mum always said, life is like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. That is obviously Forrest Gump. It could have been The Post, Full Metal Jacket, or Catch Me If You Can. Are You Not Entertained? 300, Gladiator, Hercules, Clash of the Titans. I think I've he- I've seen Hercules, the animated, but this is obviously Gladiator. I haven't seen Clash of the Titans or 300. I Love the Spell of Napalm in the Morning, Saving Private Ryan, Apocalypse Now, Dunkirk or Greyhound. This is obviously Apocalypse Now. Carpe Diem, Seize the Day, Boys, Make Your Lives Extraordinary. I think this is Dead Post Society, but so we've got Dead Post Society, Breakfast Club, Goodwill Hunting, or Fresh Bueller's Day Off. This is interesting. I don't think it's, don't think it's Goodwill Hunting. Carpe Diem, seize the day, boys. Make your lives extraordinary. Yeah, this feels Dead Post Society. I can kind of imagine the rebel saying it in Breakfast Club. I can't really imagine anyone in Ferris Day, Ferris Bueller's Day Off saying that. So I'm going to go Dead Post Society. Get in. Yeah, of course he says it. Of course Robin Williams says it. Hey, I'm walking here. Tango and Cash, Goodfellas, Magnificent Seven or Midnight Cowboy. I actually don't know this. It's an incredible line, incredibly iconic line, but I actually don't know this. I've only seen Goodfellas out of these. I need to watch Midnight Cowboy. I think I'm going to go Midnight Cowboy. In the back of my mind, I... Now thinking about it, I have seen Dustin Hoffman say that line, so that makes sense. You Shall Not Pass, The Hobbit, Paris of the Caribbean, Star Wars, New Hope, or Lord of the Rings. This is Lord of the Rings. Yeah, not Hobbit, yeah. You're going to need a bigger boat. Godzilla, Jaws, King Kong, Jurassic Park. This is obviously Jaws. Iconic moment. Nobody Puts Baby in a Corner, Baby Driver, Dirty Dancing, Saturday Night Fever, Footloose is Dirty Dancing. Great film. I actually think this is an underrated film. I know a lot of people liked. I know a lot of people like Dirty Dancing, but more men need to watch Dirty Dancing because whenever Dirty Dancing gets brought up, all the men in the room are like, "Ugh, what a girly film!" But it's a really, really excellent film. Cinderella story, out of nowhere, a former greenskeeper now to become the master's champion. The Tin Cup, Caddyshack, Happy Gilmore, or the greatest game ever played. I've only seen Happy Gilmore, so I'm just going to click that. Caddyshack, haven't seen it. Can't remember anything about Kershack. I'm going to make it an offer I can't refuse. My Cousin Vinny, Goodfellas, good, The Godfather and Gentlemen. This is The Godfather, obviously. To Infinity and Beyond, Up, Toy Story, Cars, Monsters, Inc. This is Toy Story, iconic. Right, next one is If You Build It, He Will Come. I actually do know this. I haven't seen Field of Dreams, but I know this is Field of Dreams. Uh, the other options are Major League 42 and Moneyball. Um, I know it isn't Moneyball because I love that film and I would remember that line. It's definitely Field of Dreams, right? Yeah, I know that because... I think it's in How Many Your Mother they talk about Field of Dreams. Go ahead, make my day. Gran Torino, Sudden Impact, The Good, Bad and the Ugly, or Million Dollar Baby. Go ahead, make my day. I haven't seen any of these. I actually, I've seen Good, Bad and the Ugly, so I just clicked that. Sudden Impact, never even heard of it, mate. 
I have a feeling we're not in Kansas anymore. Sound of Music, Gone with the Wind, Casablanca. This is The Wizard of Oz. I haven't seen it. I, I actually haven't seen The Wizard of Oz, but I know that. You're killing Miss Smalls. The Waterboy, Happy Gilmore, Sandlot, Rookie of the Year. I'm just going to keep clicking Happy Gilmore. It's the only one I've seen there. Here's Johnny. Quiet Place, The Shining, Conjuring. This is obviously The Shining. I actually read The Shining recently. I finished it um, over Christmas. Really good book. Um, and the ending is... You know, makes the long book worth it. Really excellent ending. Um, can't remember the film that well. Greed, for the lack of a better word, is good. Capone, Moneyball, Wall Street, or The Accountant. Greed, for the lack of the better word, is good. Wall Street? Oh, I haven't seen it, but let's say hello to my little friend. This is Scarface. So you can either have Untouchable Scarface Casino or Ocean's Eleven. This is Scarface. Haven't seen Scarface either, actually. I got 21 out of 25. It's not bad, but it's not great. If I play again, is it the same questions? Yeah, it's the same questions. I'm going to do one more quiz, I think. I just did these Oscar-worthy movie trivia quiz. 18 questions. In honor of his first full-length an animated film, Walt Disney was presented with what kind of special Oscar? Oh, God, these questions are hard. An Oscar wearing glass slippers, a regular side Oscar and seven smaller ones, an Oscar with a long nose, a deer shaped Oscar. I think it's going to be an Oscar with a long nose. No, first full length animated film is um, Snow White. So it's so it's regular size Oscar with seven smaller ones. Oscar statues are made of solid gold. False. They're made from a metal called Britannia. Fair enough. The first time a woman won the Academy Award for directing was which movie? Power of the Dog, Hurt Locker, Lady Bird and Big. This is Hurt Locker. One of the Oscars' most memorable mix-up, which movie was mistakenly announced for t in 2016 as Best Picture instead of Moonlight? This is La La Land. Great moment. With more than 20 and counting, who holds the record for the most Academy Award acting nominations? This has got to be Meryl Streep, right? The options are Meryl Streep, Jack Nicholson, Al Pacino and Catherine Hepburn. This is Meryl Streep. She gets nominated every year. Okay, next. Two different actors have won Academy Awards for playing what comic book character? Batman, Spider-Man, Superman. It's the Joker. Rockin Phoenix and Heath Ledger. Who was nominated for Best Original Screenplay? Best Actor in, in 1977. They nominated again in 2016 for playing the same character. Harrison Ford? Stester Stallone, Al Pacino, Robert De Niro. I don't think Robert De Niro and Al Pacino play the same character. I think Harrison Ford has. No, it's Sylvester Stallone. Oh, Creed, obviously. Excluding elements like overtures and intermissions, what Best Picture winner is the longest ever? Clocking in under four hours. Titanic, Lord of the Rings, Return of the King, Lawrence of Arabia, Casablanca. It's got to be Lawrence of Arabia, right? Yeah. I was meant to watch this recently, but I just couldn't be bothered because it's so long. In 2014, John Travolta influenced introduced what person as the wickedly talented one and only Adele Dazeem? I don't know this. It's probably Catherine Zeta-Jones? No, it's Adina Menzel. Oh, of course. Let it go. Yeah. What actor won back-to-back -back Oscars at the 1994 and 1995 Best Actor? Tom Cruise, DiCaprio, Tom Hanks, Kevin Costner. It's got to be Tom Hanks, surely. Yeah. What's it for? Philadelphia and Francis Grumpy. Yeah, makes sense. Which of these films is only one of three to win all of the big five categories? Best Picture, Best Director, Screenplay, Actor and Actress. Sounds of the Lambs, Forrest Gump, Gladiator and Titanic. Titanic, maybe? No, because DiCaprio didn't win. Sansa the Lambs, maybe? Forrest Gump? No, I don't think anyone actress won Forrest Gump. Here's Sansa the Lambs. Yes! 
A movie has won all four acting awards, Best Actor, Best Actress, Best Supporting Actor and Best Supporting Actress. Has this happened? False. In what memorable way did Marlon Brando refuse to accept his Oscar for his portrayal of Don Vito Corleone? Having an indigenous activist refuse his award and make a speech, handing the award to the person he thought should have won. Yeah, this is obviously the indigenous. It's a very famous moment. Originally designed to remember a knight, the Oscar statue holds what object? Shield, chalice, sword, helmet. I actually don't know. I think it's a helmet, no? It's a sword. Oh, yeah. Which of these movies does not share the record for winning the most Academy Awards? 11. Does not share the... So we've got E.T., Lord of the Rings, Titanic and Ben-Hur. It's E.T., right? Yeah. I think the rest of them had lots. In 1938, the audience of the Academy Awards was delighted when Charlie Charlie McCarthy was presented with an honorary Oscar that was appropriately made of... I don't know... Wood? Oh, I've got it right. I got 13 out of 18. That's not bad. Those are some harder questions. I don't really know anything. Um, So that is the end of episode 33 of the Wagon Wheel Coffee Table podcast. I hope you've all enjoyed it. If you have enjoyed it, leave it a rating on your preferred form of podcasting. Um, Leave a review on Apple Podcasts or come and get in touch with me on Twitter and and tell me what you think about the show. Think about how it could be improved. Just tell me how great I am. Something like that. It's up to you. Um, you can follow me on Letterbox at LSJ Carr. You can follow the show on Twitter, like I just said, at WWCT Podcast. But yeah, thank you so much for listening. Next week should be an episode about Blade Runner 2049. It should be a really good one. I'm really looking forward to the finished thing. It's taken me a while to get together, but I am looking forward to it. And yeah, thank you so much for listening. You'll hear me next week. Bye.